It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yes, Lee. Lakers season is here. The Dodgers season is over. That actually lined up kind of not perfectly because of what happened, but at least we have the next thing to get super fired up about. At least I do. You still have some baseball going on. What's your level of um, enthusiasm, anxiety? Uh, what What are you feeling as you're getting ready to run over to Petco Park here in an hour or so? Yeah, I'm ready to go today. You know, I, I think yesterday you're kind of uh, walking on eggshells. All right, just don't find a way to screw this up, and they did screw it up. Uh, today, I'm just, you know what? I got some family that's going to be at the game too. Just going to go enjoy a baseball game, and Lake or uh, Padres are going to tie it up at one apiece. <laughs> I don't think they screwed it up. If I'm going to, I'm going to try to pump you up a little bit here. No, they played good. They yeah, they no. played for. They just got. They just ran into a buzzsaw. That Zach Wheeler was just great. Happens. <laughs> Take him like, out. Yeah, that that's one of those things. It's like, eh, dude was on fire. What are you going to do? And and Schwarber nearly caved in right field at Petco Park. He hit it to Granite run. Hills High School. He hit it to <laughs> El Cajon. Was just destroyed. Um, and you know uh, Harper got one kind of yeah. you know just barely snuck it up. But they they didn't get embarrassed. They didn't play bad. Darvish pitched I thought reasonably well. It was it, you'd rather win obviously. Duh. But that if I'm a Padre fan like you, I don't hate where I am right now. You yeah. ran into a guy who shoved last night. It's fine. The the only thing is. You can't go down 0-2. No. Nope. You go down 0-2, and then you're going back to Philly. That's that's Basically, you're not coming back to San Diego if you go down 0-2. So I think they'll kind of be a little desperate, and it's you know it's weird. They they came off such a high from Saturday. Then you got a couple days off. And I think it – listen, and Philly's playing some great ball too, but it doesn't take a second sometimes. And like you just said, it's not like they lost yesterday 8-1 and yeah. they had three errors and it right. looked like 11 guys were hung over. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's not what happened. They just they got beat. Yeah, they got beat. Yeah, they they That's got a good beat. Way to put it. Um, speaking of eleven guys hungover, what's your game plan for today? Are you are you coming back to LA? Yeah, tonight? I got to come back. Yeah, I got to uh, come back tonight. So okay. Yeah, that's gonna really throw Changes a monkey wrench because the last baseball game you attended, you had ten beers, literally ten. Okay. Well, I went back and I did the math. Ten, and it was ten. <laughs> I thought I thought if I really took my time, I had five. Let's just be honest. Well, I had okay. five. Yes, true. But they're, uh, they were twenty four ounce beers. Each. So that's by any you know by the regular way of counting, yeah. a beer is twelve ounces, and you yep. had you had the correct amount for ten amount or ten beers. Ten. Why? By the way, beers. no complaints here, but they're just selling twenty four ounces. That's it. They don't sell any. There's no 12 ounces that are available you, you, these days. You find a better way to spend $29 than on 24 ounces of beer or whatever it is. <laughs> They're giving you double the beer, but it's four times the price. I'm like, <laughs> that exactly math, right. I don't know if that math works right there. That's exactly right. All right. So, real quick, let's talk about the Lakers. Don't, we'll, we'll get to Charles here in a second. Okay. When the first half ended, mm-hmm. what was going When you were getting on the air to yep. do your halftime show, Laker yep. opener of the season against the defending world champions. Mm-hmm. At the half, Alan Sliwa was saying and feeling what? Um, very fortunate. They're down seven. How are you guys down seven? At no point of the Warriors made you feel like you're in this game, but you're only down seven. So kind of the thought process, I know you do this all the time too. You'll, you'll do a Rams game, and you'll get to halftime, and you're like, wait a minute here. They got a chance here. You're kind of trying to find if they have if they come out that first drive for the Rams, that could be everything. And I, I, that was kind of my my thought process at halftime was 
They put up a good third quarter. Just hang in the game. You're going to start the fourth quarter. If it's five, six, eight-point game, you're within striking distance. And then the third quarter started. They're outscored by 13. At one point, they're down 27. And it really was, I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, things are going to average out. If you're down seven, but you feel like you should be down 15, you're probably going to eventually be down 15. Like, that's that's going to eventually happen. The second half was awful. The Lakers, you know, if defense is what they're going to try to hang their hat on, um, they are going to have to go through these first 10, 12, 15 games learning on the fly against playoff teams. And that wasn't just a playoff team yesterday. That was a team that has a very good chance of winning their fifth freaking championship in nine years. Yeah, they're, they're terrific. And, and I had a similar thing. Okay, they probably should be down more, but I had the, that doesn't look great. I was happy Anthony Davis looked good, LeBron looked good. This is what Charles Barkley had to say at half. You know how I feel about Russell Westbrook. Yes. That he plays hard every time out. I admire him. I respect him. It's time for the Lakers to move him. They have taken all his joy out of life in basketball. Chuck, it's five out of eight. No, it's not about the numbers. First of all, the Lakers stink. We can get that out the way. Those two guys just out there having fun, AD and LeBron, they're just getting numbers. You never thought they were going to win this game. You know, they're just going through. They're like getting numbers. Okay, I, there, there's a lot in there. Let's kind of let's put the the Westbrook thing kind of off to the side. We'll come back to that next. But him just watching a half of basketball go, that team stinks. That's aggressive after watching. What would that be? Twenty four minutes of basketball. Oh, that team right there stinks. What he said about LeBron and AD too is actually highly offensive. Think think about what he said. They're just out there putting up stats and having fun. That that is look to just say that a guy's out there having fun putting up stats on a team that stinks. That is not what you typically hear for and a guy, especially those two guys. Those two guys in particular, yeah. right? Th- these are not guys that are like, dude. I don't care if we go ten and seventy-two. If I get twenty-five a night, I'm cool, right? That that that's not what those guys are. I think that is really interesting. That Charles is kind of like, look, that's just a bad team, and. Kareem, or I should say LeBron's going to chase Kareem, and Anthony Davis at least looks healthy, but that's just a bad team. In 24 minutes, that's what we're going to figure out? Well, I mean, listen, and this is going to be – you let me know how you feel about this. And and I've kind of said this. I said this yesterday in the postgame show. Um, I was curious about yesterday. I was not optimistic. I'm curious about tomorrow. I'm not optimistic. And what I'm trying to say there is – I have a good idea of what I think the Lakers are competing for this year. Right. What they're competing for is to make the playoffs. And I know that's going to sound like, well, that's pathetic. No, that's what they're competing for. Well, to make what Charles is saying is they're not even competing for that. That they when you when you hear those guys stink, you think of teams like the Sacramento Kings. You think of teams like the Orlando Magic, like the Indiana Pacers. Those teams stink. And he's he's saying this and are isn't try, and are trying to be bad. Right. This isn't. Hey, we're not as good as the Warriors. That 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 comment would be like this is a mismatch. They're not on their level. We'll see what. But just full stop. That team stinks after a half. And and the the worst parts, Lee. He might be right. He he might be right that this is just not a very good team because. Anthony Davis, I thought, looked good and played well. LeBron James' stat line at the end of the night is impressive, but I think there's a lot of empty calories in what he got done at the end of that game because the other guys beyond those top two, whoa, boy, yeah. that is that is not a, a group that fills you with a great deal of enthusiasm. Yeah, you know, I, I remember right after the first preseason game, I'm like, these guys don't have any depth, right? Like, where are you going to get 
if LeBron and Anthony Davis both have a good night, statistically they had good nights. I'm not. I'm. I'm. Let me not make sure. I'm not trying to justify that those two were unstoppable yesterday because that was not the case. But I'm saying that they had statistically they had good nights. Russ had a good night, seven of twelve, nineteen points. Statistically, he statistically, had a good night. Yes. So you're telling me those? That's what those three guys did, and you weren't even near the ballpark. You weren't even near the arena of where the Golden State Warriors were. So now you're going to have to basically say, okay, well, what's Kendrick Nunn going to do every night? What's Austin Reeves going to do every Nothing. night? What's Juan Toscano Anderson going to do every but night? Are, Al, let me stop you're you going right to depend on those guys? Are, are you really asking that? Because we know the answer to that, right? But that's my, my point yeah, is that we know the answer. you're going to have to depend on guys that but you, but might on give you one good game happen. every four games. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's, yeah. but that's my point. It's like... Depend on is depend on is hey maybe Russell Westbrook can kind of fit in and do this yeah. thing that at yeah. least there's a but to say hey Kendrick Nunn and Juan Toscano Anderson and Austin Reeves and uh, Matt Ryan and I mean when you got Matt Ryan out there I'm like oh my gosh this guy's yeah. gonna get minutes here this mm-hmm. guy's gonna take shots here that was one of these whoa this isn't. Hey, we're halfway through the season. Our team's been decimated by injuries. We're pulling guys up from the G League. We're just trying to get through the next 10 days. That This is the opening night, and seeing what they had out there beyond their top two was like, my goodness. So That, that, that group does stink. Now, maybe the top headliners can pull it up to mediocre because they're that talented and that good, but you, you're talking about depth. It. Depth isn't three through five or six. Depth is seven through ten. They don't have a guy after the top two. So the reason why I think for me, I think I'm less disappointed than most people is because I've I've lowered my expectations, right? I've tapered my expectations. Last year walking into the season, Vegas can tell you something. You could say, hey, LeBron, Anthony Davis, if you're healthy, hey, you know what, how's Russ? Maybe Bron goes to the bench, Russ comes in, all of a sudden Russ is Russ. Using that as an example, I know it didn't work out anything like that. This year, I didn't walk in with any of that. This year, I have completely walked in with, if they're a 7th through 10th seed, and by the way, they could be 11 again and not even make, you know, not be a part of the mix, but that's where they are. Those are the teams you should be comparing them to, comparing them to the Warriors or some of these. That's just a different class. It's like you're staying at the Ritz-Carlton, but you, your budget is for the Motel 6. It's a, it's completely different. Completely and different. then, of course, there's the Russell Westbrook component of two, where Charles is saying, look, they've sucked his exuberance out, his joy of basketball, that he that it's time for them to move on. Russ um, has done the same thing to Laker fans. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, it, it, it feels like this is a, a, a relationship that's not working out for anybody, which brings me to what do you do? What do you decide to do with him after hearing what Charles said and Russell had some things to say that that also just kind of say, you know what? I think I've come to a conclusion on what the next step needs to be. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Speaking of back seats, I uh... now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. 
How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Went up to Hollywood on Friday, oh, yeah, that's right. Friday, night. Friday night, and yeah. we, we got a car to go up because I didn't. I wanted to go have a good time, yeah, have right, a few drinks, did. and hang out. Um, and I had to sit all the way in the way back on the, in way the Honda home. CRV. No, we got a real car. We got a bigger car that Travis would fit in, thinking that I could sit in the middle and I'd be able to stretch out. I got put in the third row on the okay. way home, and that did not go super great. That was a that was a very tight squeeze for your guy. Why? Why would anyone make you go that far back? Like it, there is a, I think before you even get in the car, everybody kind of sizes each other up, right? <laughs> and you kind of start figuring things out based upon, like you shouldn't be in the third row. Let's I, put it that I way. I should not have been, but that's where I ended up. It's a long story that I won't get into. It's just that that's where, and I'm thinking it'll, it, it was a huge car, right? It's like time. a suburban. We got like an hour until the show's over. It so was you, a suburban. So I'm thinking it'll be bad. It's fine. There, there'll be plenty of room back. There's not. There's my 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 legs were basically in my wife's lap. Like this is this is how we're gonna ride for the next hour and forty five minutes to get home. It was uh okay. it was interesting. How was that by the way? Super to, fun to go. You got a car service taking you. You got nothing to worry about on a Friday night. You're kicking back. Actually, there was a the, the game was going on at that. W- did you find yourself distracted the entire night trying to watch a game? Or I, what, I, what were you doing? If I'm being perfectly honest, I. I I had one eye on it, but I wasn't able to follow it. I, I this Friday night. We had a car. That's the worst. We'd been going on. I'd had. I was. I was in a good mood. Yeah. I was in the right frame of mind. Like all of these things. I that that actually, as they were losing, didn't even bother me in the moment. And the next morning, when I woke up and said, "Hey, did I see that right?" and went back yeah. and looked at it, I got mad all over again. But not not in that moment necessarily. You know what it was? It's when you eat late, and at the time, it's not bothering you. Because you're like, I'm just going to do it. And then in the morning, you feel like um, you just have a conversation with yourself. It's probably not the best conversation. <laughs> it wasn't great. I was feeling a certain way. And just, I'm just saying it's feeling a certain way. All right. Um, we played you what Charles Barkley said about Russell Westbrook, that Lakers need to move him. That the Lakers need to decide to what, trade him or whatever it might be because they've sucked the joy out of Russell Westbrook that he does not appear like he's enjoying himself out there. He was asked about that, he being Russell Westbrook, about those comments. Here's what he said. Uh, you know what, man? I'm, I'm super blessed and, and lean a lot on my faith. I have a lot of uh, great friends, family, good people in my corner that support me through thick and thin. And when I have God in my corner, I don't really, it doesn't really matter what happens outside of that. I stay on course, stay focused, stay locked in. I mean, that's all I can ask. Everything else that comes around it, um, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. Stay locked in on my craft and everything else will take care of itself. Okay. You know what that sounds like to me, Al? What's that? That, that sounds – whenever somebody says, hey, did you hear what somebody said about you, about your future here in this business or at that particular employer, and your first response is, man, I'm just happy that I have my faith or I'm just happy you know, that mm-hmm. I get to wake up every morning. I'm just happy that I can live my life. That sounds like somebody that has already checked out mentally. That, not that he's not going to play hard, but just, hey, listen, I know the writing's on the wall. I know how this is going to end. It's not going to end with me being a a hometown hero. 
It's yeah. not going to end with me being a, a, a favorite of Laker fans. It's not going to end with me being um, well-liked on this team. It's not going to end with me as, as holding a, a, a championship trophy. It's kind of over. And it's not just out. I'm just going to play the beginning of, of this, another sound from last night. Um, I've been tested, you know, making it here to the NBA is a blessing. Being able to wake up every morning is a blessing. Okay, so thinking. when I start hearing things like that, it just signals to me that, dude, I, I, I have to be here because I have to be here. There's nothing here for me. I'm waiting for whatever's coming next. The Lakers have clearly been trying to trade him. They haven't found a trade that they like. He, he's not an integral part of a championship team, so you don't have to have him around. Does it not feel like it's just time for everybody just to say, you know what, let's figure this out. But in the meantime, why don't you just you, you go home. We'll figure this out. We'll let you know when we get it going. We're going to pay you, but we just need to move forward separately. It, it feels like we're at the end. Charles is saying it. His yeah. responses lead me to believe that he would be okay with it. The mm-hmm. Lakers clearly don't have any grand plans with him beyond trading him, which you could still trade if he were home. It just feels like it's time for this thing to be over. So – I got no problem with any of his response. No problem with that at all. And that he had that response a lot last year as well. And, and you know, just to just to give a good example, what he didn't say is, "Well, Charles Barkley is way off." Right. So whatever he said is not accurate. Or I want to be here. I want to turn this and, around. I want to win. And no one could know how I feel. He's way off on that. So it's not like he's also disregarding that comment, right? So that that's number one. The second thing is. I think you're right. Everybody knows it. And it's the best example that I could give. And it doesn't mean that this is going to happen because here's the reality. Whether Russ is there or he's not there, there's probably not a whole lot changing. And I'm, I'm talking about from a basketball perspective. If Russ is on the court and yeah. there's no trade made or Russ is sent home, I, I don't think you know a, a lot's going to change over that time. It, it happens in relationships. Sometimes you know you stay in a relationship and you're saying to yourself, Maybe both of you guys already know it. You guys already know, hey, this is just a it's matter exactly of time. What it feels like. Un- until this relationship is done. Both sides yeah. want it to be over. It's yep. just nobody wants to be the one to say, hey, you're not feeling this either, right? You just want to can, you just want to call it. And I know that you were living together, but I'll go live at my mom's for a few weeks until you get your stuff out of here. And then we'll figure out what to do with the apartment after that. So, so, <laughs> so by the way, you, you know what's uh, It's not the best comp, but I'm just going to use it as an example. Cody Bellinger and the Dodgers should break up, yes. right? Cody Bellinger should end up with a different team. I agree. Have a fresh start. You know, be a player that is the spotlight's not always on him, where people are bitching and complaining that the number nine hitter is not doing his job. I just use that as an example because that's a relationship that feels like it's been overdue for a long time. Russ has been in L.A. for a lot less time, and in the year plus that he's been here, the, the conversations are never positive around Russ. I get what Barkley is saying. They've sucked the life out of this guy. I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean here or anything like that. He's also helped suck the life out of a lot of Laker fans sure. as well. And it's not just on him. It's just it's a on the front relationship. Office. Nobody's it's, getting anything out of nobody's getting Everybody's anything out of suffering. It. Right? So nobody's getting anything out of it. And I, and I, you know, I feel for Russ, but at the same time, I think Russ has not helped himself. No. He hasn't. You know, I think whether that's comments he has after the game so or the way— doing it? His body language, or whatever the yeah. case is, because look, he, he was nursing a little bit of a hamstring, right? And this yeah. this was funny without trying to be funny to me, because he was saying that basically the final preseason game of the year, when they asked him to come off the bench, yeah. may have contributed to him having a sore hamstring. Listen to this. 
Absolutely. I've been doing the same thing for 14 years straight. Honestly, I didn't even know what to do pregame. Being honest, I was trying to figure out and try to stay warm and loose. And for me, like, you know, obviously the way I play the game, fast-paced, quick, stop and go. And I just happened to just, when I stepped in, I felt something. Thought I was, didn't know what it was, but I uh, wasn't going to risk it in the preseason game. But definitely wasn't something I wasn't used to, wasn't warm enough. And that's something that just I wasn't accustomed to. Look, I, I, I get it, man. You are an MVP. You're a multiple-time All-Star. You're a Hall of Famer. I, but the the, the opening line, well, this is what I've been doing for 14 years. That's the problem. Mm. That's that's that answer is so such a perfect description as mm. to what doesn't work about him. Mm. That answer is such a perfect example of why I didn't want him to come in the first place. I've been doing this for 14 years. Cool, man. Awesome, but we're not asking you to do that anymore. We're asking you to do something different. We're asking you to fit in with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. We're asking you to play defense. We're asking you to maybe come off the bench. No, man, I've been doing it for this way for 14 years. That, that I, I couldn't have crafted a better statement to crystallize what I've been trying to say, that he, he does things one way. And that's it. And they ask you to come on. Well, now I got to pull hands because I didn't know what to do. Maybe ask one of the guys that have been coming off the bench. Hey, how do you get ready? There, there are solutions to this other than, well, this is the only thing I do. It's just, it, it just, we're done. We're done. Let's. He, he may, maybe there's a place for him somewhere else. He's going to get his money. But let's just move on from this. Let's just take this off the table of things to talk about distractions. Just they're, they're not going to win with him. They'll probably be roughly the same without him. So let's just, let, let's just move on from it. Let's figure out a trade. If there is one, if there's not just go do the John wall, you just go over there and we'll figure it out later. It is so, it, it's so interesting to kind of sit back here and the, the, the rust piece of it, Lakers didn't lose yesterday because Russ had a bad game. No. Okay. Um, he actually was okay. 7 to 12. Yeah. Now, between, I think, Braun, AD, and Russ, they had 12 turnovers alone, just those three guys. But, but what you just said right there is such a good point that he's a conversation after every single game. But that conversation is, it shouldn't be about that. Yet we continue to go back to Russ. Go look. Go go look on Twitter last night. Go look. At, it doesn't matter that the Lakers didn't play enough defense. It didn't matter that there wasn't enough depth. It didn't matter that you know um, uh, AD and LeBron were okay. The, the stats looked good, but how much did they actually impact the game? None of that mattered. It was let's find a way to talk about Russell Westbrook. And then in the post game, it's about Russell Westbrook. Charles Barkley did opening comments on halftime of opening night were. Russ needs to go. It, it's, I mean, it was the it was his opening line. It's a perfect way to describe, and I'm going to go back to this. If the Lakers were losing these games because of Russ, that's a different conversation. They're losing games, and they were losing games last year for a lot more reasons than just Russ. Uh, but it does continue to be a conversation. And I, listen, I don't know what they're going to end up doing. If you told me, hey, what right now. Because I'd send him home. I, I would just say, look, it, this didn't work. We tried. We're going to get your money. Maybe we'll find a place. Maybe we won't. But you know what? We're, gonna, we're just going to play without you from this point forward. Thank you for what you did, but stay home. I, I said this. I said this in the past, and I'm going to go back to it, how, how much I've, I've talked about how I want Darvin Ham to make those decisions. I'll, I'll tell you what I would do, but I want – if Darvin Ham said, I want this Pretend dude, you're Darvin Ham. What would you do? Give me 15 games. Give me fifteen. Give me give me twenty games max 
what what the hell is going to change anyways? You know, they just I don't have I'm to the new the question coach. every day. That's what would change. To answer your question, the idea yeah. of what would change is we don't have to talk about this anymore. But I, just, it's, just as I'm an just example, done with it. just as an example, I'm a new head coach to a Los Angeles Laker franchise. I've coached one game so far. Give me 15, 20 games. Let let me let me have a feel. And I, I get it. You know, if you'd be living under a rock if you didn't see last season how everything was geared around Russell Westbrook. Every question was brought up around him. But if I'm Darvin Ham, I'm not going to let me be the one in 15 or 20 games say, guys, um, we're we're better off just moving on, and that's yeah, what we're going to do. Know, man. It, it's Doing reason- it after one game, I, I don't know if that's— But it's not that's- just after one game. That's the point, is from the day he got hired— Russell Westbrook. Hey, he's here. What does that mean? Hey, Russell Westbrook, how are you going to use him? Hey, no, it's always and, a conversation. Every it's always day a conversation. since he got hired, it's been this. And to, like we just talked about. Maybe it covers if, all the other holes. If, if if he's not here, they're still the somewhere between the 8th and 10th best team in the West. If he is here, they're between the 8th and best 10th and 10th team in the West. So yeah. why, why do I need another? Because 15 games is a month, Al. Right, mm-hmm. give or take. Why do I need a month of saying, "Hey, what's up with?" Ru-? I mean, I just if I were Darvin Ham, I know the answer. It's not going to turn around. It's not like we're going to be 15 games in and they're going to be 12 and three and everything's working out. It, we, we, you can see it; it's plain as day. So let's just let's end this. Let's let's I, break I up. I, I don't know if this happens, and you know, I I don't know if what it does for. We know what the trade value is. The trade value is it's an expiring contract, and you could potentially get two picks. That's that's what the trade value is. I don't know if you sent him home. Does that change anything in no, that perspective? I don't, not at all, right? Because you're not acquiring the player. You're acquiring mm-hmm. the asset. You're, you're, you're acquiring the $47 million in cap space, and you're acquiring two draft picks. You're not saying, hey, Russell Westbrook's going to be the guy that takes us from you no, know, no, no. 49 that, that's, wins yeah, that's, to 56 no, wins. No. And, and on the You want to keep losing. Whoever trades right. for him wants to keep losing. Good teams don't want him. Bad teams don't want him. That doesn't leave you a lot of middle ground, right? So I don't think if he doesn't play, his, his trade value changes at all. It, it's because more, whoever gets him might send him home. It's not his trade value. It's more, is it more of desperation? Or does it strengthen them by saying, you know what? Look, you don't want to trade with us. That's fine. We already... We already we already handled that part of it, so we're not worried about it. If it happens and it makes sense for us, great. If it doesn't, he's not even on our roster. Maybe it works more to your advantage, what you're saying. You mentioned trade deadline. Believe it or not, the NFL trade deadline is just a little bit more than a week away. We're getting clear, and the Rams have been wildly active at the trading uh, deadline the last few seasons. Should they take another big swing at it? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, let me ask all you guys a, a little bit of a question here. Um, Al, we've talked about this, and let me apologize again ahead of time. Um, Ireland offered me a spot in a NFL eliminator pool at the beginning of the season, and I was supposed to pass that it along to you, awesome. and I forgot to do it. Um, so cool. We've gone through six weeks of the season, and the better part of 300 people that have entered, we're down to four. Oh, my God. Your boy is wow. still one of them. I'm still alive. Me and three other people are still alive. Well, that's impressive. So it's luck more than anything else. I've just been I've been incredibly fortunate with a couple of my picks. So the email just came in that do I want to once you get down to four people, you can either yeah. continue to play or split. Mm-hmm. Okay, a four-way split right now would be a nice little windfall. It's nothing like life-altering, but for the buy-in, which is relatively modest, the payback here is it's like times ten. Okay, it's it's a it's a actually it's closer to like times fifteen. It's a pretty mm. good return on the investment. There are a couple of games that I can pick this week, namely Chicago going to New England. I haven't picked New England. They're a ten and a half point favorite last I looked. Yep. Um, that the Commanders are hosting Tom Brady and the Bucks after a bad loss. So you think they're going to be a little salty going in there? Or I could throw up. Uh, I could respond that i'd like to split it it has to be uh unanimous I was say, everybody has to say everybody has to agree okay. or nobody gets it mm-hmm. am i a huge chicken for wanting to split it i don't yeah. think so i think you are okay i think so, you are just just because of the new england game okay so the reason why i am conscious like Weird about that. This because none of those games I f- games I feel great about because New England is it is Zappy playing or no? Do you yes. know? Zappy is probably going to be their quarterback. It's in New England, and yeah. I've seen Justin Fields play quarterback, and he stinks. Right. So that it it still Bill Belichick feel like a, losing a to Justin dunk. Fields feels super unlikely. Sounds like right. you're talking yourself into it. So you think I should you think I should let it ride, Slee? So here here's the thing: if you lost. How upset would you be? No, I would not at all, frankly. So then that that to me is your answer. But I would also like to have the prize in my pocket. I could have a nice but, night out with that prize. But you see what I'm saying yeah. here? If if you said to like yourself, really no, 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 no. <laughs> if I lost, I'd be pissed. That's a good chunk of change. Then I'd say, all right, just cash out then. You kind of already told yourself. But if you're, say, I'm not going to lose sleep over it, let this damn thing ride. Go take the Patriots. Yeah, don't be a coward. All or nothing. <laughs> I was gonna let you be the. I was gonna let Taylor be the deciding vote, but then he Taylor me just a gave it off the top rope. I think that, like you guys saw, I've been called fat and a coward today. This is uh, this is a tough day for your guy. I have a question too. Yeah. Uh, so if you are the one that says, "Hey, let's split it," and everybody else doesn't want to split it, is there any penalty on you for that? You have it has to be unanimous. If even one of the four of us says, "Let it ride," we all have to let it ride. Okay. You you can't buy out. You can't. Okay. Buy how about how about ticket. this? What if everybody says let's split it, and it comes down to just you? Oh, I'd what are you going to do there? At that point, it's like that's just like picking up money off the street, right? That at that point, because if everybody else is in, and I can yeah. just pick, I, I could have a nice night, maybe two nice nights. You know, how awesome that would you know how many be. Times everybody I can go to Bistro K on the amount of money I would get. <laughs> 
You know, awesome. Everybody's like, like, hey, hey, let's just split it. Let's hold hands, sing Kumbaya, and you're like, let's freaking ride. Well, that's also a guarantee that I would lose next weekend. If (laughs) if I'm the odd man out and say I'm the guy that wants to let it ride, I would guarantee that the 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 football gods. The Bears would score 47 points and win 47 to (laughs) 2, right? That's guaranteeing that situation. I have one more thing to add. Uh, Bobby isn't in this pool, right? No. You've said before that he's very lucky, right? He is. So I think I would ask him what Mm, to do. Maybe he has the best luck on how to figure this out. I did. Okay, what did he say? Um, he wants to let it ride, but then he started offering some picks along the way and I'm like, that's the worst pick I've ever heard in my life. I'm <laughs> I learned it by that. watching you. So, Michael saved me last week. I was going to pick the Bucks in Pittsburgh. I thought, okay. Pittsburgh stinks, Tom Brady this, and he goes, Dad, you have to take the Rams. Carolina's the week. And I'm like, all right, I'll change it. He bailed. I would have been out. I would have been one of the people that got knocked out. Took the when Rams Stafford when Stafford threw the pick. They're down ten seven at halftime. Super fun. Did you tell? Did you tell uh, Michael? Super fun season. <laughs> I was waiting for you to tell Michael in that at halftime. You you go to your room. <laughs> go to your room. We'll talk. We'll talk in a couple hours. Junior college for you, kid. We're not, we're not. <laughs> we're, you, you just blew the the tuition on this. Um, speaking of the ramp sleep. Yep. Trade deadline is November first, so you've got what's you got twelve days. Okay, a mm-hmm. little bit less than two weeks. The, the, here are just some of the names off the top of my head that they've picked up at the trade deadline over the last few years: Jalen Ramsey, yep, Von Miller, mm-hmm. Odell Beckham, Dante Fowler. Good players yep. that have made an impact Huge on impact. these teams. Yep. Yeah, not wow. just guys that are kind of ah, okay, whatever. You know, we'll see what happens. Good players, and it always felt like they were making these moves to kind of get over the top, right? Mm-hmm. To, to go mm-hmm. from being a good team to potentially a Super Bowl championship team, and they hit the jackpot last year with that, right? Without Von Miller, they don't win the Super Bowl. Without Odell Beckham Jr., I don't think they win the Super Bowl. I really don't. They don't feel like they're a player away. Even if it's a player like Christian mm. McCaffrey or something, some of these other names. Um, Emily, refresh my memory, the guy on the – Brian p- Burns. Brian Burns, the defensive end from Carolina. He, he They need pass rush help. But do you just do you stay super aggressive the way that the Rams have done it, or are you more on my side, Al? Because I just this does not feel like, hey, if we get this guy, everything clicks back into place and we start rolling again. Still feels like they got way too many holes to get wild at the trade deadline. Well, th- this is let's say they decide to go after Christian McCaffrey, and what, what's that going to cost? A couple first rounders, probably something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, shoot, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it is. Okay, just the issue I got, just using that as an example. Yes, can you use an, an an amazing running back? The thing I fear is they got so many different holes. And if you don't have an offensive line, what's a good running back going to do for you anyways? Right. And, and I'm not saying that he's not going to help, but I don't think it's going to solve the problem. Um, in past years, they felt like they were a player away. Mm-hmm. They felt like, hey, if we just go correct this piece – then you know what? We're going to be in the freaking mix, and we got a chance to go. It's it's unlike the Rams to not do anything, and to think that the Rams all of a sudden their strategy is let's let's move the hell out of the way. Let's not. You know what? This year just is what it is. But they got so many injuries in key positions, specifically that offensive line. I, I don't know what another running back's going to do. I don't know if something's going to change all of a sudden. I mean, the way they've got dominated so far against good teams, it doesn't seem like. But can I play the other side of it? All the other teams in the NFC also don't feel like they're running away with anything. And I know there's some teams out there, five and one, six and zero, oh, whatever the case is. But the 49ers, the fact that they're tied with the Niners for the division lead, it's almost like it's it's 
you can get baited into thinking that you you still got a shot, and I think at this point it's tough to really see them as a as a true contender. I think you need to sit down, Sean McVay, Les Snead, get in a room together, and have a super honest conversation. Right, a, a, a real like, listen. We're going to get Brian Allen back at some point, maybe as soon as as week eight against the Niners. We're probably going to get Coleman Shelton back at some point. Um, And our offensive line, now we're back to a more stable situation, right, where you're going to have four of your five starters back. David Edwards will likely come back at some point. Um, Joe Nopum's gone for the year, so left tackle, maybe you make a deal for somebody that's available there. And you can say, hey, that running back actually might make a difference. But you need to be honest with yourself of even if those guys come back and play to their best of their ability, are we good enough? Hmm. And, and really answer it. Because last year, if you said, hey, what if we have another guy to pair with Aaron Donald who can just wreak havoc on other quarterbacks? Yeah, that's going to be a problem. It's going to be impactful. Yeah. It, yep. I, you just don't know. Or you're thinking, listen, Stafford's not playing all that well. Allen Robinson, we missed on that. That's not going to turn around. You need to have that very honest moment. And that's really hard to do, especially a team like the Rams who have been all in, right? F them picks is their philosophy. It's like, why are we going to stop? now we're, we're already pot committed we're already this far down the road we're not going to have a first round draft pick until you know the year 3075 what difference does it matter if we push it out till 4075 we're still in the hole anyway let's give it one more shot think they do something no <laughs> i don't because the, the, that, that line awesome. is just super busted yeah, up yeah they, by the way far more interesting to me is pass rush than line than uh running back R- running Tell me a team that is killing it because their running back's awesome. There's Titans? Ar- arguably, okay, yeah, good, but are they killing it? Yeah. No. Sa- Last few years, but yeah, not yet. Saquon, kind of. He's healthy mm-hmm. again, and the Giants are really good. But Der- Derrick Henry and Saquon are like the two guys that are kind of led by their running back. There's 30 other teams, and I don't think anybody's thinking those teams are the teams that you got to beat. Quarterbacks, pass rushers, wide receivers, and guys that can keep pass rushers off you. That's the spot you spend your money. The dump. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coming up next, it's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Slee, how often do you read? I uh, do a lot more audio books than actual sit down and read. I don't know if there's an audio book component of this. I would assume okay. that there probably is, but I know that you are his number one fan. So Not enough, go to uh, Audible or wherever you get your audio books and you can get the uh, Waxing On, The Karate Kid and Me by Ralph Macchio. That sounds fake. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it, 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 it really does. 
the karate kid and me. It really truly is on grooming. It's actually literally waxing. It's an entire novel <laughs> on how to properly wax. Tech, yeah, techniques along the way. Look, I liked the Karate Kid movie. I was in oh, on you, Cobra Kai at the beginning. I can't imagine how much you hate this. I, I just I I can't explain. I don't have the mm. vocabulary for how disinterested I am in Ralph Macchio's story. I just, I just, you know, no disrespect to the man. I'm sure he's a lovely gentleman, but I just, I, I'm really good on how the Karate Kid set up the rest of his life. I really, really do wish he had a dealership out in the valley. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but would you call it uh, Machios or Larusos? It'd have to be Larusos, right? Has to be Larusos. Yeah, has yeah. to be Larusos. I don't know why I like the idea of. Um, Johnny Lawrence literally living in an apartment in Reseda, and he's got like 80s posters on his walls. The best. I like that a lot. That the book is, is fantastic. $28 if you want to buy it with some Damn. of your winning Oof. money if you want to get it. Yeah, well, so I did, I did a quick poll around the office. Ireland, yeah. uh, he's coming in here in a second. I asked him because he, he says split. The the consent, I have some buddies, Brian mm. and, and Greg are weighing in. One of them's yelling at me to go for it. The other one's saying split it along the way. Put it to you this way, Al. I could have two very nice Friday nights on the winning. My buy-in was minimal. It was, mm -hmm. was very, very minimal. I'm not getting rich. I'm not buying a new car. This is a couple of nice dinners at a moderately priced restaurant. What, what, do, you think, what do you think the others are going to do? I don't know. Because I, 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 so, if you just go with the flow on this and there's it, well, one guy be, that's like, hey, I'm playing, then okay, easy. But if it comes down to you, you already said, then, then, then you'll split it. I think I will. I think if, I think if everybody else is down, I'm down along the way. Yankees and Astros open up the ALCS. Um, this is I th I honestly think this is the only scenario that exists where I can root for the Yankees. I, I I can't come up with another combination of teams where I would choose the Yankees ahead of somebody. But I think this is it. I'm going to be an Aaron Judge, a Giancarlo Stanton, uh, you Josh love Garrett Thompson, Cole. Garrett Cole. Uh, I am pinstripes through and through until they win and then go Phillies or Pods or whatever I have to do. Okay, hypothetically, Yankees, Red Sox, you got you you have to pick one who you pick. It, it, it is it there are no good choices there, but I would pick the Red Sox. Okay. I, I don't like the Red Sox at all, but when it comes to the, the Yankees are there's nobody worse than a Yankee fan. The, the y Yankee fans are the, the the epitome of that guy that you just want to get away from as quickly as yeah. possible. Because, yeah, oh, and they keep reminding you. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing that kills me. And, and, and that comes do. up every conversation. And, and, that, and they do, and that's the part that, that stinks as much as it does. That Okay, how about this one? The Dodgers will probably, no guarantees, but okay. probably need a shortstop in, in the next couple of months. Oh, I know where you're going. Is there any scenario in the world where Carlos Correa is an acceptable option? There are other good shortstops out there. There will be guys that you got to pay, but let's say everybody goes back to where they were expected to go. Trey and Turner Trey leaves. goes somewhere else, mm -hmm. and Carlos Correa is the last man standing. Could okay. Dodger fans ever get with that? I just don't see it. How about this? Let's just say, instead of playing it out that way, because I think most people are just going to say, no, he can't be a Dodger. What are you doing? He's a cheater and all that stuff. What if the Dodgers did it? What would what what would have to happen for Dodger fans to start kind of turning the page and saying, you know, Correa's got he's already got twenty three home runs. We're not even at the All Star break. Like, what what would have to happen for Dodger fans to just kind of live with it and accept it? You know what I think it would. You know, what I think it would shake out. 
I think if they did that, his first game in spring training, they boo him like crazy. Mm-hmm. I think his first game in a Dodger uniform, they boo him like crazy. I think that the the reception goes from we hate you to we can tolerate you to can you get hits in the postseason and they'll they'll get on board really, really series. quickly. That's what it feels because look, yeah. I, I, I can't the the side of the guy makes me angry. I don't want it to ever happen, but if they just did it and he was yeah. here, now you gotta kinda root for the guy, don't you? Yeah. No, I listen, um if he's not producing, it gives you even more reason to pile on him. And then if he is producing, then you're kind of, okay, well, keep producing then. Just get it done. Figure out what you need to do. But, of course, initially when you present the question, nobody would want him here. If you had no choice, how would you handle it? It comes down to production. So apparently Jerry Jones dropped an F-bomb on Bob Kraft during the NFL meetings yesterday. They were trying to figure out how they're going to pay Roger Goodell moving forward. The vote was 31-1. to Jerry Jones was the lone dissenter in this situation, and he said to Bob Kraft, don't F with me. Yeah. Bob Kraft responded with, excuse me. And he responded with, don't mess with me the second time. But apparently pretty heated exchange between the two most powerful owners in the NFL. I've earned the right. I saw it all break down. Like in my head, I was reading the story yesterday, and I'm like, I could see it all happening. I could see these guys in there. I don't know where you. Where are they? What kind of hotel are they at? It's the Motel most ex- six in Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> they're at the Excalibur in Vegas. <laughs> they're they're at the, <laughs> they're at the most expensive place, and then you got these two billionaires going at it. Explain this one to me. He's the only owner that that wants Goodell out. Not what out. am I missing? Not, not out. He doesn't want him out. He wants to have a more structured, right? Where your compensation is based off of, of the of real hard revenue. metrics. Yeah. Not, not that the other the other metrics that they're using are a little vaguer, a little harder to quantify. And Jerry's argument is: No, no, we need to have hard numbers in place for him. If we're going to pay him bonuses like this, they can't be on ideas. They need to be on numbers. Throw some gloves on. Do it at halftime of one of the Super Bowls. I, by the way, I would now that I know that that's how those meetings go. I would pay to see them. I, I don't care how they're figuring out. Roger Goodell's going to get his money. I don't really care how that shakes out. But if Jerry Jones is f bombing Bob sure. Kraft, I'm here for that. That sounds awesome. Live stream it. Put on the <laughs> put on the on the NFL Network. Dodgers posted a job. They are hiring a junior analyst on baseball strategy and information. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know if any of you guys out there are interested in baseball strategy and information. More analytics. Yeah, they need more. They need, need more, more analytics. Bring your slide rule to Dodger Jeez. Stadium, and we can figure it out from there. You know that voice? That means it's time for a little super crosstalk. KSBN AM 710 Los Angeles. KRDC AM 1110 Pasadena, Los Angeles. K256CX 99.1 FM Pasadena, Los Angeles. It's the greatest segment in L.A. sports radio history. Radio history. Oh, my God. When the shows come together for magic on the radio. It will only grow stronger. Super Crosstalk. Are we ready for Mason and Ireland to join Travis and Slee? Super Crosstalk begins. It's time for Super Crosstalk. Mason is here. I don't know. I saw yeah, him, somebody but, uh, said he was here. Yeah, I know. Here he is. He's coming in here in just a second. So you're saying I should split my pool that you introduced me to? Yeah, I. I'm curious if Mason will say the same thing. I. I, I come from experience, <laughs> so I was down to the final two, two years ago. Okay. And the Rams were good. They were humming along. They were on their way to the playoffs, and. 
the other guy called me and he said, do you want to split it? And so my split was a little more money than what you're looking at. You're looking at a four-way split, right? Yes. And I said, have you taken the Rams yet? He said, yes. I said, well, I haven't. And they play the Jets at the Coliseum, at the oh, yeah. uh, SoFi this weekend, and they're an 18-point <laughs> favorite, so I'm going to ride with the Rams. He hit his. He won. The Jets upset the Rams, and I've got, I got nothing. I got bupkis. So when you invest that money in the initial points of minimal investment. It's pretty small. Um, if you get your money back is great. You're getting your money back tenfold. But yeah, yeah, like fifteenfold. Yeah, I Mace, I would. I told him he should take the split. take the split. split. I split before uh, a couple of times. I split. It's smarter to split because you did, like Ireland said. You just don't know what's going to happen. Can I tell you the two games that I? Have yeah, I was going to say, on? who do yeah. you have? You go have, ahead. But okay. I'm telling you, I, you can't get a more li- if you don't have an 18 I, no, point it, favorite. I'll tell you I that got, it's ten and a half. The last I looked, Ooh. it's the biggest one on the board this week. Okay, it, two. It's New England hosting Chicago. The, I, oh, Chicago man. is Chicago can't score. <laughs> they can't yeah. score. Oh, is Bill right, I might want to change my answer. <laughs> Bill, Bill Belichick against Fields, that feels like as close to a slam dunk as you're going to find. Has he taken New England? I don't know. Okay. Mm. I don't know. There's three other people alive. So, oh. Well, this, you know yeah. what? It's they not all, going to be up to yeah, me, really. They all have to agree or else yeah. it's off. So and, I, and all four what if will it not comes, agree. What if right. it comes down to me? I'm with Mace. Then you take it. Yeah. Take the money. If everybody goes yes... Say, take the split. Although, here's the one take scenario. New Mace, here's the one scenario. Yeah. What if the other three have already taken New England? Yeah. Then I think you might have to roll the dice. John, he did say that it has. I was like, okay, what happens? Let's just say you end up keep riding this thing out and you lose. Do you really care? And he's like, no, I really don't care. Because it's I not- felt I felt like I like an idiot, like I gave something away. Yeah, no, it would be look, it's sitting there on the table. You just have to pick it up and put it in your Greed pocket. is the end of many a dynasty. <laughs> hubris although, comes before the fall, Mace. Also, I had a lot of hubris. I've also picking heard around. greed is good. I heard yeah, that I heard somewhere that. That's too. In a movie yeah. too. Absolutely. I think I, I, this is the way you play it. If you're the la- if everybody else says we want to split, you take the split and go. If I'm with Mason, if not, just take New England, take New England. and hope nobody else. Can I just throw the other, has so much money. The other game that's in there. Yeah, I almost picked them last week, and thank my youngest son talked me off the ledge on this. I was going to take Tampa against Pittsburgh. Ooh, oh, that would have been good. I right. That's take, a good solid. Although fight. you know what, Trav, yeah. I learned several years ago: don't take road teams. I, that's why I, ultimately yeah. I decided to not take them. I took the Rams against Carolina. Nice taking them. That felt really lousy at the half. Oh, at the it, half, we, I was like, oh we got god. It done. It's Tampa. On the road again, but they're playing against Washington, who's dreadful. Although they've got Tyler Heineke in now. Oh, that's right. Wentz is hurt. And they- Tyler Heineke's good. Yeah, and Tyler Heineke is pretty good. All right, so scratch is that. Is it Tyler or Taylor? Uh, Taylor. Yeah. Taylor. Taylor. Mr. Tyler. Heineke. Yeah. yeah. M- Mr. Heineke is the way to do it. So, Slee, you, you decided to slough off work today. What are you What are you doing down there? Yeah, just kind of, you know. Yeah, just oh, no, So, you're actually going to the Padre game? Yeah, I'll be going. They got, they got, we're trying, Trav and I are trying to figure this out. 135 first pitch. Disrespectful. On a Wednesday playoff. Yeah, game. boy, that Two is. Two games, they got 135. If so yeah, the Dodgers were in the NLCS, they would be playing at 530. Yes. Yeah, they'd be playing at 530. Yeah. What, what's interesting is, can you think, I mean, like, if you were advising the Clippers on how to get a foothold in Los Angeles, is there anything more Clippers than the picture that showed up this morning? Unreal. Paul George. 
Kawhi Leonard and Norman Powell dressed head to toe in Padre gear at the Padre oh, game. Oh no! <laughs> okay, John, by, the, by the way, a couple of those Norman Powell's from San Diego, and Kawhi so like, went okay. to college there. Kawhi went to San Diego State. The yeah. PG thing, I'm like, you're not helping yourself, Paul. George. Yeah, you're not helping yourself. PG's but, from Palmdale. Palmdale. Right? He's yeah. from Palmdale. But Mace, this is the same guy. You know, every time well, he was at a Dodger game, he was booed. Yeah, he was at the Charger Raider game. Berg, went, Berg and I went to that first game. He's in Charger gear, and they showed him one time without introducing him, and everybody starts booing. And then the Chargers thought, hey, what a great idea. In 15 minutes, let's go back to him and then actually introduce him. Hey, the Los Angeles Clippers, Paul George here at the Charger game. I'm like, guys, before you introduced him, they were booing him, and now you're going to introduce him. What do you think is going to happen? Everybody boos him. So I think he's just trying something different. He's trying a different team at this point. So are you wearing brown and gold head-to-toe right now? Um, I just got a Padre hat He's on right now. When I do go to the actual game, I'll throw a Padre hat I'm uh, watching, shirt on. As well. I'm watching uh, TBS right now, Slee, and they, they're they're taking shots of fans outside the stadium. And I would say, and this is a conservative estimate, uh, 91% of the fans are already drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Who says Slee is it? You know, you never know. Maybe he got started earlier. I, I want to go back to the, the Clipper thing for a yeah. second. I saw that, John. I'm like, that has to be fake. That has to have been photoshopped. That has to be because no Norman Powell went to high school there. Kawhi went to college there. Sure, but it's just such a bad idea. Paul George grew up in Palmdale. Yeah, Paul George is toned out. Not a good look for Paul George. Just the Dodgers. Like if they beat, I don't know the the Cubs. Right. Fine. Whatever. The Braves. Whatever. The Braves. Fine. The Dodgers. The Los Angeles Clippers are (laughs) celebrating the Los Angeles Dodgers getting beaten in one of the more. It's a bad look. Yeah. But they they clearly don't care. I mean, they're used to getting booed. If they put them on the screen at Ram games, they get booed. Yep. Yeah. Um. Did you say they got booed at a Chargers game too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, even at a Chargers game, they're getting booed. It was no, literally. They they you had a perfect setup. We didn't introduce him. He got booed. Let's not introduce him. No, they introduced him anyways. So no. John, can you see can you see that picture right there, yeah. Russell Crowe? Yeah. Does that look like anybody you know? Russell Crowe. So weird. they were talking. They, they say it looks like you. <laughs> yeah. So not they. maybe a hundred pounds. So from they now. were they were talking about which what uh, what was so it? What movie I went to get, actor I went to would get play my you? haircut the yeah. other day? Right, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there, and the the barber says to me, she goes, you know you. You look like an actor. I can't. I can't quite put my finger on who it is. Um, I said, "Well, what movies has he been in?" She goes, "He's in that movie with um, the hotel in the snow in Colorado. He goes crazy." I'm like, "Jack, Jack Nicholson? Nicholson?" And she goes, "Yeah, Jack Nicholson, but not in that movie. In as good as it gets, where Jack Nicholson's sixty in that movie. <laughs> yes, yes, and and, 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 he's, and very distinct. I mean, maybe the hairline is similar, I, but that's I, I about see it. it at all. No, so I don't get that. We started trying to figure out who it was. I got Philip Seymour Hoffman. Not feeling that. Mm-hmm. I got Mr. Belding from uh, Saved by the Bell. Older I've Mr. Met, Belding. Old, I've met Mr. that guy. Belding. He's a nice guy. He's, He's a Dennis nice guy, Haskins. Yeah. I feel like there is a resemblance. Yeah, there. somewhat. But Mason, then somebody came up with Russell Crowe, and they're like, "Well, I mean, Russell Crowe in Gladiator." I'm like, <laughs> so I said maybe Russell Crowe in Thor: Love and Thunder. That's Russell Crowe in Love and Thunder. Yes. Well, what's interesting is Russell Crowe, by the way, <laughs> and by the way, somebody being you. Yeah, me. Yeah. Me. Russell Crowe uh, was like a sex symbol in in his yeah. first decade Sexiest as an man actor alive. when he was People like in, magazine. he was in was it LA Confidential? Yeah, LA Confidential, great movie. And then uh what so 
I think his jump the shark moment where he went from that to that is when he tried to sing in Lame Miz. Yeah. Remember when he tried to sing and the director, I guess, was insistent on everybody singing their own songs like directly he to camera. Right. And he tried to sing and he did his best, but he can't sing. And after that it was like, oh boy. Tell you what, Russell Crowe is not a bad call for Travis. That, that's better. That's that's yeah. a more yeah, weight yeah. friendly picture. I can totally right. see that. Yeah. Aged Russell Crowe. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm hoping for Gladiator, Gladiator Crow. Yeah, Russell Crowe. He, he wanted the one where he's a warrior taking on 35 other guys. Yes. Travis, that's not, I'm not sure we're thinking of that comp. Do you guys ever get that, oh, you look like blank? Jim Carrey. Okay. Mm. I get that. Yeah. yeah. I get that. I get uh, Fat Bob Saget. <laughs> like if Bob Saget had been really fat, that would be but me. But you're not fat. I'm a little fat. Yeah, a little but, fatter than I but should. Fat Bob Saget implies somebody fat like Louis Anderson fat. Like oh yeah, not, yeah, no, like, not that. Yeah. Uh, the the one thing I'll say fat is I I did put on uh, because you know it's time my uh, jeans that used to fit me today. Oh, that's a bad day. I'm wearing them now and they're super tight. I'm like, I've got to remind myself that I... uh, Oh, it's a motivational play. It is. My jeans are so uncomfortable, I'm bound to eat healthy. They're called aspirational pants. Yes, they are. During the pandemic, I wore sweats every day for nine months. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. But you're not heavy at all. Never ever No, Ireland. Ireland. Same weight since I I was like in high school. I was going to say, so all your suits and pants, they all fit exactly like they're supposed to. Do you have separate sections in your closet? I do. I've got got a fat closet in the garage. Uh, All the fat So when you walk out to the garage, you feel shame. I do. I do. No, and you know, my weight, Ireland is as steady as a rock in terms of weight. My weight... Has, goes from 189 to 218. Uh, that's, that's my a pretty big swing. That's my range. I weighed 189 yeah, at that's, one point during the pandemic. That's two sizes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'll <laughs> yeah. that'll no. take you from. Are you just lucky? Or are you metabolism? Yeah, my whole family's always been like that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I never. I don't have that. I don't either. <laughs> and if I ever get like one time, I got a little what I considered to be fat. I got to 199, and I said I cannot ever get to 200. My goal weight, my ideal punching weight, is 185. So I went on this Metafast diet. Lisa went to Europe, and I lost 17 pounds in 18 days. Oh my gosh! But I married myself to it. Like I'm super. I'm a big rule follower. So I'm. I'm like they said. You got to drink. The hardest part of it had to drink 90 ounces of water a day. How much? That's. It's, a, more, it's more than you think. Gallon, it's like right? three of those arrowheads, I think. Yeah, the big, big, the tall big, bottles. Tall arrowheads. Yeah. I would go for. I take the dog for a walk every morning down Constantly on the strand, pee. peer to peer, and right. Well, yeah. that's that's why you lose the weight. Now here's and, the thing: and then you eat astronaut food the rest of the day. <laughs> here's the thing: the the company doesn't exist anymore because I'm sure people. It's unbelievably right. unhealthy. And they said it was all done by doctors. Yeah. You know, but 19 now they, pounds in 18 days or 18 study. pounds in 19 yeah, days. That's was, that's a crazy amount of weight. By the course. way, on the on the day where I said, okay, I got down to 180. Okay. I went from 199 to 180. And then Lisa got home. And she said, we're going to a barbecue. I've never eaten more. I mean, I basically <laughs> binge ate that you whole pull day. Up a, oh, pull yeah. up a chair to the smoker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just go yeah I just town. camped out behind the chair. So, oh, yeah. do, you one- ever, do you ever buy, Mace, a shirt or some shorts, pants, whatever, that don't fit you, but you're like, no, 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 this is going to be the motivation and then they just sit there. Never. I tend to buy on the larger woman? size. Yeah. No, I tend to buy on the larger. You buy stuff that you hope you'll fit not, into someday? Not often, but what I will do occasionally when I'm on the low end of it, mm-hmm. like when I get down into something that starts with a two and a four, yep. that's actually pretty good for me. 
and I will buy some pants or a suit or something like that. And then I go back to living my life. Right. And, and it's then, like, ah, oh, damn, all that new stuff. I only yeah, got a couple wear. of weeks out of it. You right, know, so if you guys ever, like, I'm kind of a shoe guy. I, I, I love buying shoes. And so my exact shoe size is maybe a quarter inch below size 10. Okay. Like I'm in between a nine and a half and 10, but very close to the 10. So if I really love a pair of shoes, I'll go as low as nine. Which is a little tight, it's uncomfortable. Or I'll go as big as twelve, and I look what? like Goofy. Yeah, yeah. Still but clean I get in the, the shoes. No, I just wear them. See, when I ordered something for my designer, I'm a son. Um, I'm a son. I'm a son. Uh, I always get both the XL Half size big, the XL and the XXL double, and yeah. then send one back, or and then keep them send both? one back. Oh, okay. You send the one back that you like. I just got Laker hoodies from uh, Amazon, really nice ones, um, and I got the XL and I got the XXL. And swimming in a luckily, I'm in the XL. I think this what I'm wearing right now is an XXL. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather be comfortable than look good. So the kid that used to live across the street me is seven feet tall. Yeah, he was, was, oh yeah, yeah, was six feet tall when he was a sixth grader. And and he's just proud of it. So he played he played center at University of San Francisco for four years, and now he's playing in Europe. And his mom could never ever find clothes that fit. And then the internet came along, and then she could do it. But one one time, he, his mom says to me, "Jimbo, that's his name, is has outgrown his shoes." And I said, "Well, what size does he wear?" He says, he "Wears eighteen and a half." <laughs> and I called the Lakers equipment manager and I said, "How big? What's our biggest shoe?" And he says, "DeAndre Jordan, seventeen. Or no, no, he said uh, Andrew Bynum, seventeen. Okay, and I, he, I said, this, I got a kid's in eighteen and a half. How am I going to find eighteen and a half? He goes, call the Clippers. They got like three seven footers on their roster. So I called the uh, Pete, the equipment manager of the Clippers, who I knew from back when I worked there. Same guy, still there. I said, Pete, I tell him that story, and he goes, I can't believe you're calling me. I said, why? He goes. DeAndre Jordan just changed shoe companies. I've got 10 pairs of 19s, and if you come over here, I'll just give them to you. No wow. kidding. Yeah, so I got a whole bunch of shoes. And was, I was able wasn't to there a spot them. in Atlanta when all the NBA guys yeah. would go through? They buy tall. suits and Still shoes there. and all those things because the one guy, he makes 20s and 22s. But think about before like the internet. Like, she couldn't find, like, he wanted to go on a ski trip. She couldn't find ski pants or skis that fit this right, kid. Right, right. Shoes are skis. Yeah. I mean, at, at 19 at that or whatever point, it is. Yeah. But now, you know, with the invention of the internet, everything's changed. I'm sure that you guys are going to spend a ton of time on this today, but your initial takeaway last night up in Golden State? The Warriors are really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, they, I think they could repeat again. And the Lakers have two things that they need to fix immediately or it's going to be a long season. One is, and I don't know if this is fixable with the guys they have or if they've got to make a move, but other teams now are actually giving them wide open threes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they were 10 for they're, 45. They're asked 10 for 40. 10 for 40. Same, uh, same 20, same, 22 same percent. It's, yeah. Yeah. Could, have, could have been 10 for 100. Uh, but what's happening, and LeBron commented on after the game, is the other teams now just, just back off them at the three-point line, and they'll live with it if the Lakers make the threes, but they don't make them. And then the other team just takes off. That's number one. And Darvin said the whole thing hinges on defense in the first quarter. They held the Warriors to 23. 23, yep. right. Really yeah. good. And then every other quarter was 32, 30 32, plus. 35 in one of them. They've got to fix the team defense. Yeah, those that, two things. that was the part to me that really jumped out was that 
all you've heard from the second that Darvin Ham was hired is we're going to be good on the defensive end. We're going to work hard on the defensive Elite end. Elite defensive gonna, team. Gonna, if you don't play defense, you're not going to play on yep. this team. And for a quarter, it's like, okay, but it, it didn't last very long. No, it, right. It went, well, part of that, too, is that the Warriors fast. are surgeons with that offense. They're just really, really uh, good. The so Warriors are so That looks better good. when they play the Portland Trailblazers. Their defense? Well, we'll find out Sunday. They play Portland on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at third, I would I heard Slee say this. Tomorrow night, I'm curious. I don't know how I optimistic do. I am um, because the Clippers are really good. But if they don't fix those two things, it could be a long night. Slee, so. true or false, last night, did you say? Uh, coming up, Coach's Corner, we'll hear from Frank Vogel. True. <laughs> <laughs> it's a habit that's hard to break. Man. I'm I'm I, I, I have it in my notes now. I'm using like the largest font. It yeah. is. I'm, uh, look, I, I cannot get it out. You know, you do it for three straight years. That's a tough one that I got to get. Is. The hell out hey, man. Of my head. It is. Hard I, habit to least, break. At least once a game, I refer to the Nets as New Jersey. I, and right. I would is, imagine been there for five years. I would imagine Staples Center comes oh, out from at time least, to time. At least once a game. You know the Rams report that I do that yes. yeah. during the, the day? I call it at least two or three times a day the Rome report. Because we used to, we, oh, we yeah. used to yeah. do a Rome go. report that was a little one-minute vignette that yep. I had to put together. Hey, Slee, are you going to do a Padres Daily? Uh, no Padres Daily. No Padres, no Padres, Padres daily? daily? Hey, try and get a picture with Kawhi and Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> hey, give us the key to the game. This is Lakers Daily. Give uh, us the Padres, key. Uh, uh, key. We're out of time. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Freaking hit Coming tonight. Up next. We'll <laughs> see you tomorrow. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>